Have you ever prayed this prayer, God, use me anywhere you want to use me? I'll do anything you want me to do. I'll, I'll do it at any time, anywhere, any place. Anywhere, any time, any, pla- any place. I, I used to pray that prayer nearly every week when I was just a teenage kid and I'd felt the call of the Lord into to ministry. And, and uh, you know, we would, I'd come to the altar every Sunday morning or Sunday night. Wednesday night in our youth service, and I'm just praying that prayer, Lord, you know, I, I'll do whatever you want me to do, any, anywhere, anytime, any place, and uh, anything, I'll do anything, and, and a lot of times we pray that prayer, a lot of times we, as believers, you know, uh, we, we pray that prayer, we sing that, you know, uh, when my, my youth pastors growing up, he used to say, Christians don't tell lies, they sing them, you know. And we would pray that prayer, Lord, whatever you want me to do. And yet, when the Lord opens up and begins to call to you, it's like, oh, wait wait a minute, wait wait a minute. I don't know if I could do that. I, I don't know if I can go there. And so this morning, I want to kind of walk through the mindset, that desire, that prayer, that it becomes more than just praying words. More than, you know, because a lot of times, that anytime, anywhere, any place prayer can just follow behind the God bless me, I need this, I need that. And it just becomes a little bit of, uh, you know, lip service, right? Just words that we pray, just repetition. God, you know, you know, wherever I want to do whatever. And, and so I want to kind of walk through that, talk through that today. Because I believe that if we can get our hearts and our minds uh, but even our hands and our feet around this prayer, I believe it could be kind of a base, a base prayer for us, something that really changes our life, changes our mentality, changes what we expect every morning when we wake up. And, and I didn't get to share this in the first service, but I want you to know, uh, parents and, and uh, uh, just, you know, people here, there's, there, are, there are students that come on Wednesday night that have got their hands and feet around that prayer. Uh, she's not in here this morning, so I'm going to brag on her. Uh, but but, but uh, she's working, I think, over in kids. Uh, Cheyenne uh, Beeson has gotten her hands and feet around that prayer. When you walk through our, our uh, youth ministry, on a, it's right here in this room, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. When you walk through, it's becoming, it's to the point where so many of the students were invited and brought by Cheyenne. And she was shy and she was timid and, oh, I don't know what I could do. But you know what she can do? She can invite and she can be a great friend. And people were like, yes, I will come, you know, to your church, to your youth ministry, whatever. And so I, I want to talk through and sort of walk through the call of the Lord to us because God is always calling. We're not necessarily always listening. God is always calling, but we're not necessarily always ready to step up to the call of God. There's three responses that we give when God calls. There's three responses. The first response is from Jonah. He says, here I am. I ain't going. 
Here I am, Lord. I'm the prophet, the great prophet Jonah, but I ain't going there. And listen, I have literally lived out that Jonah experience. Maybe you have too. I've told this story, so I'm not going to belabor this point. But as I was in Louisiana, we were trying to plant a church in in New Orleans, and and the the Lord never called us to New Orleans. I just thought it'd be a cool place. And the Lord said, I want you to go back to the central coast of California. And I said, here I am, Lord. I ain't going. I'm not going there. You will never catch me back there. I'm not doing it. I, you know, and it came to the point where I'm sitting at the dog park uh, jobless <laughs> because the Lord began to close all kinds of doors, right? He didn't put me in a whale. Uh, a whale? He didn't put me in a whale. He didn't put me in a big fish. <laughs> but he put me at the dog park jobless where I'm just watching my, I'm throwing the ball and my dog is chasing the ball. And my dog would come back and he's like, you disobedient guy, right? <laughs> to the point where I said, okay, okay, Lord, I'm going to pray and fast till I hear your voice. He let me go without food for a day and a half. And he just simply said, where did I call you to go? And I'm praying that prayer, Lord, anywhere, anytime, any place. He said, liar. And he said, where did I call you to go? I said, Lord, I'll go back to California. He opened up the door where we couldn't move two hours to go to New Orleans in two years. We moved across the country in seven days. Fully funded, had everything that we needed. God provided. Why? Because I finally said, okay, Lord, I'll go. See, sometimes we have to submit everything. I almost said surrender. And in my case, it was, okay, Lord, I surrender, right? But we have to submit. We have to say, Lord, whatever it is. And and so Jonah said, I'm not going there. Jonah chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of uh, Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from uh, the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare, and he went down into it uh, to go with them to Tarshish. I said uh, in the first service, I already has a, have a lisp, and so it's hard to say Tarshish, right? I just feel really uh, inadequate and, and uncomfortable when I say Tarshish, okay? So he went to Tarshish, but then the scripture says he went away from the presence of the Lord. He wasn't just running from God saying, I'm not going to that place. Use me down in Tarshish. No, he was running from the very presence of God. And when we find ourselves saying, no, Lord, I'm not doing it, we're not just saying, you know, I'll do something else. We're saying, no, I don't even want to hear from you. I'm running from the very presence of God. And so that's one response, the Jonah response. Here I am, I'm not going. And then we have the Moses response. Uh, The Lord calls to Moses and he says, here I am. That's a great idea. Send somebody else. I'm not qualified. See, I really believe in Moses' heart. It wasn't a lack of, Lord, I, I agree, great idea. Your people need to be free. They need to be free from Pharaoh. And that's an incredible thing. I'm honored that you would choose me. I'm just not capable of doing it. I'm not qualified to do it. Send somebody else. My brother Aaron, he would be awesome. You know, 
I think we do that a lot. There's needs that arise or things that we feel the Lord tugging at our heart. They're like, oh, Lord, that's a great idea. I think Miss uh, Laura would be great at that. Oh, Lord, that's a great idea to give towards a new building, but I don't have that much money. This guy, talk to him, Lord. I'm not, that was, that was a, not a plug for any of us top of my mind there you know and so hey it's not that we don't believe it's a good idea but we don't feel qualified have you ever been there have you ever been there where it's like lord i i want to do what you call me to do but you're gonna have to send somebody else exodus chapter 3 verse 10 and 11 the lord is speaking to moses he said come i will send you to pharaoh that you may bring my people the children of israel out of egypt but Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Who am I? See, oftentimes we, we have that response. Oh, Lord, who am I that I could do that? And we think we're trying to be humble, right? Lord, who am I? I'm not capable. Huh? Uh, and we, oh, I'm so humble. I'm, no, you're disobedient. See, Moses trying to be humble, saying somebody else would be better. I'm not qualified. And the Lord say, no, it's you. And so the response, you know, it, it doesn't fly but with the Lord. Who am I? Send somebody else. I'm not good enough. I'm not talented enough. Listen, this morning, God is calling you to do more than you think you're capable of doing. Because if he wasn't, it wasn't, it wouldn't be from God. Right? Pastor Robbie calls you to leave Alaska, and he didn't call you to leave Alaska to come to TR and to have 30 people in a little bitty building. That's where he wanted you to start. But he said, no, there's more. There's more, there's more, and there's always more, and it's always more than we're capable of doing, but our response we need to quit worrying about trying to be humble and worry about trying to be obedient. Then we have Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. And Isaiah is speaking. He said, And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Isaiah heard the, the voice of the Lord and here's what he did not say. He did not say, well, is the weather better here than there, right? Wherever you're sending me, am I going to get paid a little more? Is it, you know, am I going to have good friends there? No, Isaiah simply responded, here am I, send me. Number three, Isaiah said, here am I, send me. Send me, Lord, anywhere, anytime, any place. I said in the first service, I know that anywhere and any place are the same thing, but I was just trying to get like three things. You can't just have two things. They taught you that in preaching school. You can never have two things. You've always got to be three things. And you can lift your voice high and you can bring it down low. That's what they teach you in preaching school. There's no real preaching school. I'm just making that up. Anyway, <laughs> I realized that it was anywhere, anytime, place. the same thing. So somebody came up to me after the first service, and they just said, anything, 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 Lord, anything. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, I corrected your, your message. I'm like, oh, if I could have just got up there and changed the man. So anywhere, any time, any place, 
anything. But when you pray that prayer, as Isaiah prayed, you're saying, Lord, here is my mind. God, here is my mouth. Here's my eyes. Here's my hands. Here's my feet. Send me. When you begin to pray that prayer, you open up your life to be interrupted. When you begin to pray that prayer and get your hands and feet around it, you're saying, Lord, you are free to interrupt my life. I am completely available to you. Oftentimes, I'll ask the students on a Wednesday night, hey, who's available? And all the guys are like, nah, me. I'm available. You know, they're like, ladies. No, no, no. I'm like, who's available for the Lord? Come on. So you're saying, Lord, I'm available. You have permission to interrupt me. God, I'm going to give you a blank contract saying, here am I. I'm completely available to you. Uh, And listen, this is not a safe life. It's not a place of safety. It's not a place of safety saying, Lord, anytime, anywhere, any place, anything, I'll give everything that I am. That is not a safe place. Uh, place to be you will find that the Lord though is is not as concerned again uh, uh, with your safety as he is with our obedience he will interrupt you and he'll prompt you and you will realize that there's something more that I can do there's something more than I can do. And I think the issue a lot of times is that we're concerned that when we open ourselves up and make ourselves available, like Donna Rudd, the Lord's like, go to Africa. You're like, oh. Or like with my, my sister and, her, and my brother-in-law, they, they sent, the Lord sent them to China. So we're like, oh, I, I can't say anytime, anywhere, any place, because the Lord might send me to Africa or China. I'm not sure if I can do that. But really, more than likely, the Lord's going to send you to your neighbor. See, more than likely, the Lord's going to send you to your workplace. More than likely, the Lord's going to send you uh, uh, to upcountry church, and you're going to serve and and volunteer and fulfill great ministry uh, uh, opportunity where the Lord uses you in a powerful way when you say, here am I, send me anywhere you want me to go. See, some of us would prefer to go to Africa than go next door. Like, that person really knows me, you know? And and so uh, how can we get to a place where we are fully submitted to God and we can pray that prayer of anywhere, anytime, any place? The first thing that we must do is we must have a genuine experience with the presence of the Lord. A genuine experience with the presence of the Lord. And Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1 through 3 says, In the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah said, I saw the Lord, and he, he was sitting upon the throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim, each had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. 
And one called to another and he said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with his glory. When Isaiah experienced the presence of the Lord and when he saw the Lord in that moment, it caused him to be willing to say, for that God to call me who is so holy and so righteous and so pure, I can't help but say, here am I, send me. See, the issue sometimes it, when, we, when we aren't praying that prayer, when we aren't responding in obedience, it could be because we have not spent time in the presence of the Lord in a while. Now, does that mean we're not coming to church or we're not? No, but see, it's, it's more than just a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night or a Sunday night. It, it's a daily experience in the presence of the Lord Jesus told his disciples and it stands for us as well he said I'm going away but I'm going to send you the comforter I'm going to send you the, the, the Holy Spirit the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now can dwell in you see we don't have to wait for some priest to, to pray a prayer or for some venue to be open we just say Lord I need you and we're in the presence of the Lord here I am, Lord, send me. And so we have to have a genuine experience with the presence of the Lord. If I really thought, uh, uh, as, I, as I'm thinking this through a little more, not even a genuine experience, a, ge a continued genuine experience. See, because our salvation experience, that doesn't help me today. That just makes I, Jesus, uh, I'm living for Jesus. I'm following Jesus, but I need his presence a genuine experience with his presence on a daily basis. Why is it that we may not find ourselves again available to God at all times? Is maybe we need to dig a little deeper and say, I want to be in your presence more. I need to be in your presence more. The second thing is we need to have a genuine awareness of your or our sinfulness have a genuine awareness of your sinfulness when I say that I'm not saying I always go back to where you used to be and remember where you used to be in a, in a sense where it causes you shame or guilt but no it's remembering what the Lord brought me from I am not good I am not righteous I am not holy but he who is has called me has chosen me uh, so have a genuine awareness of your sinfulness Isaiah 6 verse 4 and 5 says and the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called and the house was filled with smoke and I said woe is me for I am lost for I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the king the lord of hosts Isaiah was saying the moment I saw the holy God, I realized that he is holy and I am not. I realized his goodness is greater than I could ever hope to attain. I realized that he is righteous and I am not. So we must have a genuine awareness of our sinfulness. But third, then we can have a genuine understanding of God's amazing grace. 
When you understand just how amazing his grace is, it brings you to a place again of full submission to the Lord saying, anything you ask, I'm going to give you. Why? Because I do not deserve your unearned, unmerited favor. We must have a genuine understanding of God's grace. Isaiah 6, verse 6 through 7 says, Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken from the tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away. Come on. Your sin is atoned for. He said, your guilt is taken away and your sin is atoned for. When you understand the grace of God, you understand God, you have forgiven, forgiven my lying lips. You have forgiven my lustful attitudes. You have forgiven my selfish thoughts. Thoughts. You have forgiven my outburst of anger. You have forgiven every secret sin that you knew about all along. And so, God, I'm so thankful for your grace. And because of your grace and because of your mercy, I'll do anything, anywhere, anytime, any place that you call. When you understand that. We don't bring anything, but Jesus brings everything. I can't help but say, yes, Lord, here am I. Send me. I get to give him everything that I am, every success, every failure, every sin, all the forgiveness. The question this morning is, are you available? Are you willing to pray a prayer of availability that allows the Lord to interrupt who you are right now, however young or however old you may be? I'm willing to be available. There might be somebody in this place that would say, Jason, I'm available, but I don't know what God's calling me to do. I, 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 I know what God's calling you to do. God is calling you just as he is calling this entire church here at Upcountry Church. He's calling you to make disciples and reach the lost. Now, it might look different for me than it does for you. It may look different for Donna Rudd who was called to Africa. But the calling is the same. Make disciples, reach the lost. Your calling is this. Make disciples, reach the lost. Are you available to say, here I am. Here I am, Lord. Send me. Send me to my workplace. Send me to my neighbor. Send me to my family member, maybe, that I haven't talked to in 20 years. Send me, God, I'll go.